This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman lies a helpless prisoner of the evil politician George Latimer... The fate of his friends and rescuers, Batman and Robin, hangs by a thread. All right, fellas, this is it. This is where we deal out news about those terrific Lucky Charms and that handsome silvery keychain. Offered to you by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. How'd you like to sport a football on your keychain? A silvery little football that'll make you look like a big college athlete. Well, this slick football is only one of many lucky pieces you can get thanks to Pep's great offer. There's a skull and crossbones that looks strictly secret society. And a little locomotive, surreal looking, you can almost hear it sound its whistle and go tearing down the tracks. Twelve exciting lucky pieces. And here's all you do to get them. For each lucky piece you'd like, just send one Pep box top and one dime, plus the names of the lucky pieces you want. Like the football or the skull and crossbones. With it, you'll get a printed slip with pictures of all 12 lucky pieces on it for future orders. Just remember, for each lucky piece you order, send one pet box stop plus one dime and the names of the ones you want. And you're sure to want the keychain to hang them on. It's a man-sized keychain, over 17 inches long. Just the thing for carrying your scout knife or watch. To get your handsome keychain, simply send one pet box stop and 15 cents. That's a nickel and a dime plus a pet box stop. Print your name and address clearly and send to Superman... Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. Did you get that? Send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. And now, the adventures of Superman. A jagged piece of kryptonite torn from the exploded planet on which Superman was born. A strange, green-glowing metallic substance which, in the atmosphere of the Earth, robs the Man of Steel of all his strength. If it is placed within ten feet of him, is in the possession of Big George Latimer, a crooked politician, and Superman's arch-enemy. After weakening Superman by exposure to the kryptonite, Latimer transported him to an old, deserted mill deep in the woods on the outskirts of Metropolis, where he finally hit on the one means by which Superman could be destroyed. Starvation. 
Meanwhile, Batman, hunting desperately for his friend, is cruising above the countryside in his famous Batplane, searching the ground through binoculars. At the moment, he is unaware that he is about to pass over the old mill in which Superman lies helpless, and which is almost hidden by trees and bushes. Superman is not unaware that help is close at hand. Although unable to move because of the kryptonite glowing on a stool only a few feet away, his X-ray vision pierces the ceiling of the shack and recognizes the approaching plane and its pilot. It's Batman. He's going to pass directly overhead. How can I get him to spot this place and investigate? It's my only chance. Come inside, Blake. Uh-oh, Latimer. Come on, Batman. Come on. You too, Gus. I don't want anyone in that plane to see us. They can't see us from up there, boys. Too many trees. I'm not taking any chances. That plane might be looking for Superman. You can bet your bottom dollar it is. It's going to pass directly over the mill, Mr. Latimer. Don't go out, Blake. Oh, goodness, No. Plane's going away, Mr. Latimer. Good. Sure is a funny-looking ship. Take a gander at it, boys. Where is it? Ah, too late. It just ducked into a cloud way off to the left there. But you should have seen the wings. They were... Never mind, it's gone. It's all that matters. You can go out now, if you wish. I'm going to see how Superman is getting along. All right. Come on, Gus. Here he comes. I can only get my strength back just long enough to get my hands on him. Oh, it's no use. I can't. I owe you an apology, Superman. You owe me more than that, Latimer. I thought of it just after I finished eating. I forgot all about your lunch. That's all right. And I forgot to bring you breakfast this morning, or dinner last night. Don't let it bother you. I guess I'm not a very good host. Decent of you to apologize, but I'm not hungry. How would you like a nice, juicy steak? No, thanks. With French fried potatoes, broccoli, and hollandaise sauce crisp green salad. You don't tempt me in the least. Perhaps you're too thirsty to think about food. I'm afraid I forgot to give you anything to drink. No, thanks. How about a pitcher of clear, cold water? Fresh from a deep, cool well. Sound good? I hate to break your heart, Latimer, but you'll find out sooner or later, so I might as well tell you now. I don't eat or drink. <laughs> you bet you don't. Not anymore. I'm going to starve you to death. You don't understand. I never eat or drink. <laughs> Who are you trying to kill? I'm not kidding. You forget I'm Superman. You're still alive. Without food and water, you'll ultimately die. May take a week or a month, but sooner or later, it'll happen. You're going to be surprised, Latimer. Better think it over. You can't get rid of me. Oh, yes, I can. I mentioned this once before, but it's worth mentioning again. I'll be a millstone around your neck. You won't be able to sleep or draw an easy breath worrying about my getting away. Because you know what'll happen when I do. It's a good bluff, Superman, but it won't go. You're licked, finished, washed up. Oh. I'll keep you here until you're a bag of bones. Then I'll dump you into a hole in the ground. You'll never get in my way again. That's what you think. I know it. And so do you. I swore I'd get you. Mr. Latimer! Mr. Latimer! What is it, Blake? That plane, Gus, says it's the same one. It's coming back. Yes, huh? Let's see. It's the Batplane, coming this way again. Maybe Batman will see the mill this time. See? There it is, Mr. Latimer, right up there. Yeah. I see it. It's the same one passed over before, boys. Are you sure, Gus? Yeah. Remember I said it was a funny-looking ship? You see the wings on it? Looked like a bird's wing and they're painted black. Batman's starting to circle and fly lower. Maybe he noticed the mill. 
Don't go away this time, Batman. Stick with it. Mr. Latimer, it's starting to circle. They've seen it. They can't see us. Please, cover the mill. Then why is it circling and dropping down? I don't know. Batman's seen something down here. He must have, or he wouldn't be hanging around. He's dropping, all right. Dropping fast. I don't like this, Mr. Latimer. Right I told you, you can't possibly. Good Lord. What is it, Mr. Latimer? That plane. It's shaped like a big bat. That car that followed us last night. Batman and Robin's car. I've got a plane, too. A bat plane. This must be it. Good heavens. Batman and Robin, huh? They're bad men to say. Certainly are. I warned you, Mr. Latimer. Better. Gus, where's the machine gun? Leave us on Superman. Oh, oh, in the car. Get it. Bring our rifle, too. Hurry. Okay. What are you going to do, Mr. Latimer? What do you think? I'm going to shoot him down. Swooping low over the trees, crowding the old mill, the bat plane zooms up into the blue sky again and resumes its lazy circling, slowly dropping lower and lower. In the cockpit of the plane, Batman snaps the radio switch and calls to Robin, his young companion, who is cruising along a dirt road in the Batmobile with Alfred, their trusted butler. Batplane to Robin. Batplane to Robin. Come in, Goldilocks. Oh, Goldilocks yourself. What's in the fire, Patty? Maybe something, maybe nothing. I spotted an old shack. Looks like a deserted watermill. I'm giving it the once-over. An old mill, huh? Could make a good hideout. It certainly could. It's secluded enough. And all choked up with trees and bushes. I haven't seen anyone around, though. Well, how about Alfred and me tooling over and having a look-see? I don't know, Robin. I'm pretty low now. 500 feet. Quite over it. But I still can't see any sign of life. Well, we might as well look it over. Can't afford to miss any bets. Anyway, we're getting bored. Where is this mill? Well, let's see. I passed over Broad River a few minutes before I spotted it. Hey, you know where the bend is? Uh-huh. We're just a few miles from it. Well, there's a dirt road. Turns off left from the highway just below the bend. I followed that, not having any better ideas, and ran it. Good Godfrey! What's up? Batman, come in! Two men just came out of the mill. They're shooting at me with a rifle and machine gun. Holy smoke! I'm sorry, Robin. I've got to sign off. I've got the engine. I'm in trouble. Stay with it until we get there, Pappy. We're on our way. I'll try, but make it back! Single engine missing, Batman works desperately at the controls to make the plane out of range of a hail of rifle and machine gun bullets. In his Batplane, searching for Superman, Batman spotted the old mill almost hidden by trees and bushes, where Big George Latimer held Superman prisoner. Circling lower, Batman was just reporting by radio to Robin that the mill appeared to be deserted when Latimer and Gus, a henchman, stepped out and began firing at the Batplane with a high-powered rifle and a machine gun. Some of the 50 caliber machine gun slugs tore into the engine, disabling it. Now, looking truly like a great wounded bat, the plane is attempting to flutter away. Outside the door of the mill, Latimer and Gus keep firing. While within the mill, helpless in the grip of the deadly kryptonite, Superman groans in anguish at his inability to go to the aid of his friend. Batman's in trouble. If I could only get free and help him. I... I can't move. We got attention, oh. Gus. Get back to him. Bring him down. I'll bring him down if he doesn't get out of range. His engine's missing. He's having trouble with the rudder controls. And I have to watch it. I can't help him. He's getting away! He's getting away! Yes, blast him. He got away. I don't think he'll get far. He's in trouble. He is. He's going to crash. Bail out, Batman. For heaven's sake, bail out. He's practically clear the hills. No, wait. I think he's falling. He's crashing! <laughs> X-ray vision piercing the walls of the old mill. Superman writhes in helpless agony as he sees the limping Batplane falter over a low range of hills, then begin to plummet down to the earth. Why has Batman not yet bailed out of the crashing plane? Has he been wounded? And will he, too, now fall a victim to the murderous designs of Big George Latimer? 
one of his young companion Robin Hood facing toward the mill. The fate of all three of our famous friends, Superman, Batman, and Robin, hangs by the frailest of threads. To learn what happens, be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot! All surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. Pep, the Sunshine Serial presents... The Adventures of Superman! Today, as Superman's friends, Batman and Robin, fight against time to discover his whereabouts, the evil and relentless George Latimer has finally learned of a method to destroy the Man of Steel forever. Now, here's last-minute news for every girl on how you can get some of the sickest charms ever and a bright silvery charm bracelet, all offered to you by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. How would you like a silvery little telephone dangling from your wrist? A small model of a sure-enough telephone. Looks so real it almost asks folks to dial your number. And there's a rugged little Scotty dog and a little cuckoo clock with a pendulum and a trolley car. Twelve out-and-out terrific charms and all. And here's how you get any or all of them. For each charm you order, send a dime and a pet box stop plus the names of the charms you want. Say you start by by just asking for the telephone or the Scotty dog. When it comes, you'll also receive a printed slip with the pictures of all 12 charms on it for future orders. Just remember, for each charm you order, send one pet box stop and one dime. And you're bound to want that bright silvery charm bracelet. It's specially designed to show off these charms. And it's yours for a pet box stop and 10 cents. That's one dime and a box stop from Kellogg's Pep for the bracelet. Print your name and address clearly and send to Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. 
Better jot that down. It's Superman, Department 1R, Battle Creek, Michigan. And send in today. This is the last time you'll hear this offer on the air. But keep watching the pep package for details on how to complete your charm collection. And now, the adventures of Superman. A strange, green-blowing metallic substance known as kryptonite, which robs Superman of all his strength, is in the hands of his arch-enemy, Big George Latimer, a dishonest political leader. After weakening Superman by exposing him to the kryptonite, Latimer took him to an old, deserted mill on the outskirts of Metropolis, where he finally hit on the only possible way in which the Man of Steel could be destroyed. Starvation. Meanwhile, searching desperately for his friend, the famous Batman spotted the old mill from his plane. But as he circled lower to investigate, Latimer and a henchman opened fire with a high-powered rifle and a machine gun. With his engine disabled, Batman radioed to his young companion Robin, who was several miles away, that he was in trouble. And as we continue now, Robin is in their powerful Batmobile, speeding toward the old mill with Alfred, the dynamic duo's trusted butler, at the wheel. Listen. That looks like a river bend just ahead, Alfred. Yeah, yeah, it is. Keep your eyes peeled for an old dirt road. Batman said it leads to the mill. What, oh? I say, Master Robin. What? We haven't heard from Batman since he reported he'd been hit. I'm rather worried. You're worried? What do you think I am? Batman calling Robin. Listen, Alfred. Batman's calling Robin. Robin to Batman? Am I glad to hear your voice? I thought maybe you'd departed this veil of tears. Not quite. Listen. Are you okay? Who shot at you? No time for chit-chat, Robin. Get this. I'm sorry. Fire away. Don't go to the old mill. Don't go? That's right. Pick me up first. The bat plane cracked up about two miles north of the mill. Cracked up, I say. Watch for a line of low hills. I'm behind the tallest one, and don't waste any time. Right, I won't. Look, Pappy, are you hurt? Oh, just bunged up a little. Tell Alfred to step on it, Robin. There's work to do. We'll do, Pappy. Give her that gun, Alfred. We've got to make time. There's the bat plane, Alfred, or what's left of it. But I don't see Batman. Neither do I, sir. We've got to find him. Come on. Batman! Batman! Over here, Robin. There he is, sir, behind the plane. Yes, I see him. You gave me a scare for a minute, Pappy. What were you hiding behind the plane for? I wanted to make sure it was you. Not Latimer and company. Latimer? Yes, he and one of his goons shot me down. You mean Latimer's at the old mill? That's right. I say, sir, you're limping. Let me help you. That's all right, Alfred. I turned my ankle a little bailing out of the plane. Come on, back to the car. We're going places. Is Superman at the old mill, too? I didn't see him, but chances are he is. Why else would Latimer try to shoot me down? Did he know he hit you? Of course he did. Oh, you drive, Alfred. My ankle still hurts. Right, sir. Uh, hadn't we better summon the police? No time, Alfred. The mill's about two miles up this dirt road. Give it the gun, Alfred. Right, sir. Hang on to your hats. Here we go. Alfred. Right, sir. I don't see the mill. Where is it? It's about a quarter of a mile into those trees and brush. Uh, stop here, Alfred. We'll walk the rest of the way. Come on, follow me. Uh, no, no, you stay with the car, Alfred. Oh, please, sir, let me come along. I'm jolly handy with my fist, you know. I know, but if anything happens to us, I want you to get the police. But, sir... If you hear shots and don't see us within ten minutes, make tracks for the gendarmes, got it? Yes, sir, but... Uh, you heard what the man said, Alfred. Let's go, Batman. I'm itching to see Superman and to get my hands on big noise lammer. You and me both. Come on now. But quiet. Hold it, Robin. There's the mill. Just ahead to the 
those bushes there. See it? Uh-huh. Looks deserted. Looked deserted before when I spotted it from the air. When I circled down just above it, Latimer and another party popped out and opened up on me. Nice sociable, lads. You figure they might be sitting in there with their heavy artillery, huh? That's what we're going to find out. How? Knock on the door and say we'd like to borrow a machine gun? Exactly. We'll walk right up to the door, knock, and when they open it, they'll see a couple of harmless young gents in street clothes who've lost their way home. In street clothes? Oh, I catch. It's about time. Now get busy and prime at Dick Grayson's clothes. No, no sooner said than done. You know, Mr. Wayne, sometimes you come up with a real good idea. Why, thanks. Yeah, but there might be a catch to this one. Like what? Like if Superman is in there, Latimer might decide to shoot first just to play safe and tell us the way home afterwards. He might, but I don't think so. Not until we have a chance to go into action, anyhow. Ready? Yeah, wait till I snap my tie out. Okay. All set. Remember now, act natural. All right, let's go. Batman, uh, I mean Bruce, uh, or should I say Mr. Wayne? Cut the comedy. What is it? Uh, look into your crystal ball and tell me if Latimer is standing behind that door with a gun in his hand. I'm sorry. I left my crystal ball at home with my yo-yo. Quiet now. This is it. Somebody, I say, somebody bang my pie. Quiet. Hear anything? Just my heart pounding against my ribs. Let's try again. Nobody home. Or is there? There is. They don't seem to want any company. Yeah, but they're going to get some regardless, right? Right. Now listen, I'm going to try the door. If it's unlocked, we dive in fast and low. Take a deep breath. Got it. Here goes. Ready. <laughs> oh, look, Robin. Look at what? I can't see anyone. That's just it. The mill's empty. Latimer must have gotten the wind up when I spotted this place and flew the coop. Yes, and took Superman with him. Uh-huh. But where? You've got me, but we have to find him. Come on. Where to? Back to the car. We've got to get help. Unless we find Superman and soon, Latimer will finish him. Come on now. I'm double. <laughs> Breaking into a run, Batman and Robin race back to the Batmobile to summon help and resume the search for Superman. Where is the Man of Steel? Our scene is a large barn behind a freshly painted farmhouse. Above in the bare hayloft, Superman lies half-propped against a wall. Two feet away, glowing with a deep, unearthly green light, the jagged piece of kryptonite rests on the floor, its strange power stealing every ounce of strength from the Man of Steel's bodies. Nearby, his eyes alert, sits Gus Big George Latimer's burly henchman. Below in the doorway of the barn, Latimer himself is conversing with Blake, his slight bald-headed secretary. That man might have bailed out of his plane before it crashed, Mr. Latimer. He and Robin might be on our trail again. I doubt it, Blake. But even if they are, they'll never trace us here. You said they'd never trace us to the old mill either, but they did. They're clever. Or suppose Superman gets the strength back... He won't. Not with the kryptonite. Two feet away from him. I'm worried, Mr. Latimer. I read that a normally strong man can live a month or more without food or water. It might take several months to starve Superman to death. I know. I don't like the idea of being cooped up with him all that time either. Too risky. That's why I drove into Metropolis to see Dr. Marsh last night. Who? Dr. Marsh, you remember. He's been to my house a couple of times. Oh, yes, the German. That's right. I never told you, but he was a brilliant physician and scientist in Germany under the Nazis. Performed some very interesting experiments in their concentration camps. Marsh isn't his right name, of course. Oh? Well, what did you want to see him about? Well, I got to thinking... There must be some faster way to finish Superman than by starvation. Like what? I don't know. It struck me. There might be some way to do it with the kryptonite. Oh, 
That only weakens him. It doesn't kill him. That's what I wanted to see Marsh about. I brought him a small piece of the kryptonite and told him what I wanted. He's indebted to me. You see, I could turn him over as a war criminal any time I wanted to. I see, but... promised to analyze his stuff and get in touch with me. I've been expecting him out here all day. Wait. There he is now. Where? Just pull up in that car. Come on, Blake. Maybe he's got what we want. Dr. Marsh, what about it? I have solved your problem, Mr. Latimer. You have? You mean... Yes. In a few hours, I can make you free of Superman. Forever. Anxiously, big George Latimer waits for Dr. Marsh to explain. What does the German doctor mean? Has he really discovered a quick method of ending Superman's life? Batman and Robin, who know that Superman is Latimer's prisoner, do not know his present whereabouts. Who then, or what, can save the Man of Steel now if Dr. Marsh is right? We'll find out whether he is or not in Monday's exciting and surprising episode. So don't miss it. Be sure to listen Monday. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman's friends, Batman and Robin, pick up a slim clue to his whereabouts, the Man of Steel lies helpless at the mercy of the murderous George Latimer. You know, somebody in your crowd is going to be first. The first to collect the whole brand new series of comic buttons Kellogg's Pet is putting out. And that somebody could be you if you just look for the comic button in every pet package. Eighteen different comic strip characters to wear pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. So get in on the fun of collecting them all. Paul Winkle and Tiny Tim, Flat Top, Superman, and all the rest. Get the thrill of swapping duplicates with your pals. And be sure to be around for the surprise when it's time to open a new package of pet. You never know which button you're going to find inside, but you do know it'll be a true-to-life picture of a famous funny paper character. And here's the payoff. Here's how simple it is to get these pep comic buttons. You don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. They come only as exclusive prizes, one in every package of Kellogg's Pep you open. And remember, too, when you open a package of Pep, that you're in for some terrifically good eating, because these toasted whole wheat flakes are packed with catchy sunshine flavor that puts come on in every bite. So for prize eating and exciting prizes, get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. <laughs> 
As you remember, a crooked politician named Big George Latimer, who feared and hated Superman, obtained the last remaining piece of kryptonite in the world. A strange metallic substance torn from the exploded planet on which Superman was born, and which in the atmosphere of the Earth robs the Man of Steel of all his strength when it is placed within ten feet of him. Determined to destroy Superman forever, Latimer weakened him by exposure to the kryptonite, and then transported into a hideout where he set out to slowly starve him to death. But worried by the relentless pursuit of Superman's friends, the famous Batman and Robin, Latimer decided he must find a swifter way to finish his hated enemy. He called in a certain Dr. Marsh, a brilliant physician and scientist who had worked for the Nazis. And after analyzing the kryptonite, Marsh delivered his report. I have solved your problem, Mr. Latimer. I believe I can put Superman out of your way forever. As we continue now, in a farmhouse near Metropolis, Big George Latimer questions the German scientist. You mean you found a way to destroy Superman quickly, Dr. Marsh? If you are asking me, can I take his life, Mr. Latimer, the answer is no. But you just said... Let me finish, please. I cannot take his life. His body is indestructible. But I can, by means of the kryptonite, render useless a portion of his brain. His brain? Yeah, a portion of it. The brain, as you know, governs every action of the human body. When you so much as wiggle a finger, the command must come first from the brain. Yes, I know that. When a specific portion of the brain is blocked off and made useless, the individual can no longer think. Superman will be unable to remember anything that has gone before. He won't remember anything? Nothing. Not even his own name. Furthermore, he will be rendered weak for the rest of his life. You say you can do this to Superman? Yeah. I can do it with the kryptonite. But the kryptonite only weakens him. Once you move it more than ten feet away from him, he regains his strength and power. I know that, too. But this kryptonite has amazing properties. And for some reason, Superman is susceptible to them. Yes, I know. Well, once the kryptonite is introduced into his bloodstream, it will block off a certain portion of his brain. How are you going to get the stuff into his bloodstream? His skin is impenetrable, you know. So you told me. Fortunately, being a chemist as well as a physician, I discovered a means to liquefy the small piece of kryptonite you brought me. Liquefy it? Oh, you mean... I I have it here, in this bottle. That stuff looks like water. The kryptonite is green. I was able to remove the color. It has no odor either. Six drops in a glass of water or milk, and Superman will never be able to detect it. Six drops in a glass of milk will do the trick? Six drops every two hours for 24 hours. If you're right, Marsh... I know I'm right. Try it and see for yourself. Give Superman these drops of liquid kryptonite for 24 hours and you will never need to fear him again. Okay. We'll start right now. If it works, Marsh, I'll make you the head of the state health department. Wunderbar. But if it doesn't... It will. Come, I will show you. Where is Superman? Back in the barn, the haymo. Follow me. There he is, Marsh. The great Superman. Helpless as a newborn babe. Look at him. <laughs> so this is Superman. Go ahead and laugh, Latimer. My time will come. I've got news for you, Superman. Really? Yes. I'm going to let you go. Let me go? That's right. I've had my revenge. I've ruined your reputation and built myself back into political power. You can't harm me now, so I'm going to let you go. I'll believe it when you move that piece of kryptonite away from me. I will, in a moment. And to show my good faith... Gus! Yeah, boys. Yeah, boys. Bring that sandwich and glass of milk. Poor fellow. 
She hasn't had anything to eat or drink for three days, Marsh. Oh, that is too bad. See ya, boys. Thanks. Yes, Superman. Never mind the banquet. Let's move that piece of kryptonite. Have your sandwich and milk first. Then I'll move the kryptonite. If you mean what you say, you'll move it now. Are you going to drink that milk? Oh, so it's the milk you're anxious about. I suppose you put poison in it. Don't be a fool. You're wasting your time, Latimer. You tried poison on me before and it didn't work. You're done for, whatever you do. Even if you could starve me to death, it would take months. By that time, my friends and the police would... Why, you've wasted enough of my time. Hold his head, Gus. We'll pour this stuff down his throat. Come on. Open your mouth. Give me the glass, Dr. Marsh. Yeah, here it is. Now, Superman, we'll see how you like this. Well, how about it, Dr. Marsh? It's 30 minutes since we gave him that stuff. You said in 30 minutes. Wait, Mr. Latimer. He has been asleep. He's just waking up. Now, listen... You, mister, what is your name? Huh? Oh. Who? Who are you? Never mind who I am. Who are you? What is your name? Me? Oh, that's funny. I can't seem to remember. You hear, Mr. Latimer? Yes, wonderful, Buck. Can't seem to... Oh. Oh, yes. I'm Superman. Yes, that's who I am. Superman. You remember the stuff's no good. He saw his costume, the red cape. That recalled his name to him. You must remove his costume and place other clothes on him. Uh, perhaps uh, those overalls hanging on the wall. All right. But are you sure that's what did it? I am positive. His memory is already diminishing. Listen. This uh, gentleman beside me, who is he, Superman? He? Oh, the... Well, it seems to me I've seen him someplace before, but... I you don't remember who I am? Oh, I'm sorry. You look familiar. I, I have a feeling I ought to know your name, but... I don't know. I, I can't seem to recall it. I... It is working, Marsh. Yeah, I told I you it would. Remove his costume and put on the overalls. Then give him the six drops of kryptonite in milk or water every two hours. And tomorrow at this time, he will be helpless. A man without a memory. Dazed, Superman stares from the swarthy, owl-eyed Dr. Marsh to the exultant George Latimer. Apparently, the ex-Nazi physician was right, and the liquid kryptonite is beginning to affect Superman's brain. What will happen? Having searched vainly through the day and preceding night for Superman, Batman, looking haggard and drawn, has received an urgent message from Perry White. And as we join him now, he is with the gray-haired editor in his office at the Daily Planet. We lost Latimer's trail completely after we got to the old mill, Mr. White. Candy Myers and Robin and I searched all night. Never mind, Latimer, Batman. And never mind Superman, either. He can take care of himself. What worries me is that Clark Kent has disappeared. Of course he has. Haven't you been paying any attention to what I've been telling you? What do you mean? You didn't say anything about Kent? I said I was sure Latimer had him at the old mill, didn't I? But by the time I got there with Robin... You said Latimer had Superman. Well, 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 what... Superman isn't Kent, is he? Well, sure he... What? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I was thinking of Latimer, and uh, I was going to say, sure he had Kent. What? You mean Latimer's not Kent, too? Uh, that, that's right. Unless we find him in a hurry... Why is he holding Kent? Uh, why? Uh, well, uh, well, Kent had a lot to do with sending him to prison, and uh, uh, Kent knows he used the kryptonite on Superman and, uh, and everything else. Why is that dirty... I'll get the FBI after him. Abduction is a capital offense in this state, and I'll, I'll, I'll send him to the chair. We've got to catch him first. I'll catch him. Miss Backup, 
Get me the FBI. Then get me Inspector Henderson. Hurry. I'll fix Mr. Latimer's wagon. I'll... Uh... Oh, sure, go ahead. Hello. What? Oh, oh, who? Uh, yes. Yes, he's here. Uh, just a minute. Uh, Candy Myers, the private detective, wants to talk to you, Batman. Candy, eh? Yeah, I left him with Robin. Thanks. Hello, Candy. What gives? Yes? Yes? What? You did? What is it? Where? No kidding. You bet I'll be out there. I'm meeting right this minute. Right, so long. Well, what is it, Batman? What did Candy say? He thinks he picked up a clue to Latimer and Superman. He did? Where? No time to talk now, Mr. White. I've got to join Candy and Robin. So long. Hurrying from Perry White's office, Batman races off to join private detective Candy Myers and Robin. What clue has Candy discovered? Will it lead Superman's friends to Latimer's hideout before the liquid kryptonite can complete its deadly work? We'll find out in tomorrow's exciting episode. So be sure to tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines that is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman! Steel miraculously effects his own escape from the evil clutches of George Latimer, unaware that the administered deadly kryptonite has made his mind a complete blank. Bet there are a lot of signatures I could get for this statement that the pet comic buttons of the new series are knockouts. Get yourself a package of Kellogg's Pep and see for yourself. See the way those bright colors stand out against the gleaming white background, the clear, sharply outlined pictures of familiar comic strip favorites, and how true to life these funny paper characters are, just like in the comic strips. Don't miss out on one of these 18 different buttons. Make sure that you collect Mama Destross and Fat Stuff, Little Joe, Superman, and all the rest. Get in on the fun when your friends swap duplicates and sport your jacket or dress or cap with your collection of pet comic buttons pinned on for everybody to see. And stick around when it's time to open a new package of Kellogg's Pet to find out which button's inside. That's the only way you can get these terrific prizes. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. But there's a comic button inside every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Pour yourself a bowl of those golden toasted whole wheat flakes every morning for breakfast and get a load of that catchy sunshine flavor, the crisp freshness of this super delicious cereal. For prize eating and exciting prizes, get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. By means of a jagged piece of kryptonite, a strange metallic substance which robs Superman of all his strength when brought within ten feet of him, Big George Latimer, a crooked politician, weakened him and then transported him to a hideout. Determined to destroy the Man of Steel, Latimer called in Dr. Marsh, a brilliant...
brain specialist who had worked for the Nazis. And after analyzing the kryptonite, Marsh determined that if Superman were given doses of it in liquid form, it would make him a broken wreck within 24 hours. To Latimer's delight, Superman became dazed after the first dose and was unable to recognize his arch enemy. Meanwhile, the famous Batman received word that Candy Myers, the private detective, whose aid he had enlisted in the search for Superman, had discovered a clue. And as we continue now, Batman has arrived at a village 20 miles from Metropolis, where he has been met by Candy Myers. Listen. All right, talk fast, Candy. What's the clue you picked up? It's a hot one, Batman. I think... Well, what is it? Give. A man named Wilkins, a small-time cattle dealer, saw three guys in a car come out of the lane from the old mill yesterday. Oh? When yesterday? About 3.30 in the afternoon. Robin says that's just about the time Latimer and his goons shot the motor out of your plane and sent you to a spin. That's right. Robin picked me up and we got to the mill a little after four. But Latimer had flown the coop by that time. And unless I'm wrong, they had Superman with them. Could be. But where'd they go? To another hideout, I figure. Sure, but where? Doggone it, Candy. I thought you had a hot clue. Keep your shirt on. The kid thinks his old man knows where they went. What kid? What old man? For heaven's sake, Candy. The Wilkins kid, the cattle dealers. Oh? I got this information from him. Like I say, he thinks his old man knows where Latimer, if that's who it was, went. Well, what are we waiting for? Where's Wilkins? Let's find him Take and get... it easy, will you? He's out in the country buying some cattle. He's due back here any time now. Robin went with the boy to meet him and bring him here. Well, I stuck around to meet you. Okay, this may be the break we need. Wilkins might be the answer to our prayers. Keep your fingers crossed. As Batman and Candy Myers wait anxiously for the cattle dealer... Big George Latimer has just climbed to the hayloft of the barn in which Superman is imprisoned. Lying half-propped against a wall, his blue costume and red cape replaced by a grimy suit of overalls, the Man of Steel looks about him blankly, a dazed expression in his eyes. On the floor, less than two feet away, is the jagged piece of kryptonite, a bit smaller now, but glowing with a deep, unearthly green light, and draining every ounce of strength from Superman's body. Watching him intently is the swarthy, owl-eyed Dr. Marsh. Gus, one of Big George Latimer's henchmen, sits nearby. How's it going, Doctor? Excellently, Mr. Latimer. I've just given our muscular friend a second dose of the liquefied kryptonite. Well, what happened? He is now in a state similar to what may be called amnesia. He has no memory of the past or even of his own identity. He hasn't, though. Let's see. You, mister. Huh? What's your name? My name? Yes, your name. What is it? I... I don't remember. You see? How do you like that? He don't even know he... Shut up, Gus. Come over here a minute, sir. Certainly, Mr. Latimer. You are satisfied with the results? Not yet. You say he's in a state of amnesia? Yeah. The two doses of liquefied kryptonite have numbed a section of his brain. I've heard of people with amnesia being cured. Sometimes a good shock will snap them out of it. That is true, but we have just begun the treatment. As we continue the doses every two hours, Superman's brain, or rather a specific section of it, will become permanently blocked off, paralyzed. Permanently, you say? Yeah. For the rest of his life, he'll be unable to remember anything. Look here, I hope you're right. I would stake my life on it. You are staking your life, Doctor. Make no mistake about that. Well, you don't need me around here for a while. I'll be leaving you. Leaving us? Why? Don't worry. Nobody will find this place. I'll be back. I have to go to Metropolis for a while. Gus. Yeah, boss. You stay up here and don't let him out of your sight till I get back. And make sure that kryptonite doesn't move. Understand? Sure. Okay, boss. Go on, Mr. Wilkins. 
You said you were driving to Metropolis yesterday with a truckload of cattle. When these three men in a car came out of the lane leading from the old mill. Uh, that's right, Batman. Uh, like I told Mr. Myers, the old mill has been shut up for years. So I wasn't expecting nobody to be coming out of the lane. Well, of course. Did you get a look at the men in the car? Uh, not much of a look right then, Mr. Myers. But I got a pretty good look at him later. Uh, when was this, Mr. Wilkins? About half an hour later, I'd say. i just come over the long hill outside this village when I noticed a car parked half off the highway. Yes? Three fellas were out of the car, and they flagged me down. <laughs> Seemed like they had a flat, and their jack wasn't no good. They wanted me to lend them mine. They were the same fellas almost turned me over back to the old mill road. You're sure they were the same ones? Yep. I recognized a big red-faced fella. He was smoking a cigar, and... He did all the talking. Latimer to a T, Batman. Sounds like him, Candy. Uh, what about the other two men, Mr. Wilkins? Well, one was kind of a tough-looking fella. The other was a little bald-headed squirt. Nervous as a coat, getting his first bridle on. That's Blake, Latimer's secretary. Uh-huh. Hey, did you notice anyone else? Or uh, anything in the car? Nope, I didn't. They must have had Superman on the floor. Hmm? That's it? Did you say so? Uh, never mind, Mr. Wilkins. Just tell us what happened. Now, you said they wanted to borrow your jacket. <laughs> yeah, but I told him I didn't have no jack with me. Oh, then you just left them on the road. You don't know where they went afterwards. Sure I do. You do? Where? Hey, hear that thunder? They're in for some more rain. Do you say you know where they went, Mr. Wilkins? Well, I know where they turned them off the highway in. So they must have... They must have gone just been on Maple Creek. Maple Creek? Where's that? Oh, about 20 miles north of here. Jump and jump my step on the starter and let's get going back there. Okay, Candy. Pick up Robin and go after Latimer. This may be the payoff. Backing the powerful Batmobile away from the curb, Batman sends it surging up the street to pick up Robin and take up the trail of Big George Latimer. As we continue now, rain beats steadily on the roof of a deserted barn in the country where Superman, garbed in grimy overalls and not knowing who or where he is, lies helpless in a hayloft, unable to move because of the green glowing kryptonite a few feet away. He shakes his head dazedly as Gus, who is guarding him, taunts him. Look at you. Used to be the strongest guy in the world. Now I can smack you in the face and you can't do nothing. Who did you say I used to be? Don't you wish you knew? Now, tell me now. Tell me, please. Who am I? Sandy Claus. Oh? Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, now, look, that... That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Boy, ain't this something? Uh, Doc Marsh is a whiz, that's why. Doc Marsh? Who's he? He's your hoodoo, stupid. My what? I don't. Reapers, listen to that thunder. Look at that lightning. Real summer storm, all right. Uh, tell me, please. Who am I? You're, uh... Hey! Hey, that one was close. What? Jeepers, what's happened? A tree fell on the roof. It shook the whole building. A tree? Yes. Why, this is strange. I, I feel much stronger suddenly. Look, I, I can stand up. What the... Holy smokes, the hunger grip tonight. Where is it? The what? Look, I can walk. Stay away from me. No, wait a minute. Stay away. Wait, please. Stay don't away. Go. No, I, I want to talk oh, to you. Oh, no, don't. Please. Wait a minute. Help. It's funny. He's screaming for help and running out of the barn. Did he think I was going to hurt him? Huh. Something strange has happened to me. A moment ago, I felt so weak I couldn't move. Now I, I feel strong as if I could move mountains. This is only one trouble. I don't know who I am. I've got to find out, but... But how? Freed from the deadly strength-draining influence of the piece of kryptonite which has rolled out of range when a tree fell on the barn roof, 
Superman has once again regained his enormous strength and curious powers. But something is missing. His memory. He does not know who he is, or why, instead of being attired in the red cape and blue costume of Superman, he is wearing ragged overalls. He is suffering from what Dr. Marsh called a form of amnesia. Where will this lead him? Not knowing he is Superman, remembering nothing of his past, where will he go? What adventures will he encounter? Fellows and girls, we're about to begin the most amazing and exciting of all of Superman's adventures. So be sure to hear every thrill-packed episode from today on. Tune in tomorrow and every day, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines that is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, as Superman's enemies leave no stern unturned to recapture their escaped prisoner, the Man of Steel aimlessly roams the countryside, his mind a complete blank. For prize eating and exciting prizes, get P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's right, Pep's the prize package that brings you comic buttons of a brand new series to collect and to swap duplicates with your friends. Don't miss out, here's just a few of the 18 famous comic strip characters in this new series. Little Joe, A Breath of Breeze, Tiny Tim, Tilda, Mama Destross, Fat Stuff, Auntie Blossom, Uncle Avery, and Superman. You've followed them in the funny papers, you've talked about them, heard about them, read about them. Now, Pep puts their pictures on gleaming, colorful buttons to wear pinned on your jacket or dress or cap. 
Get busy today. Give your collection a head start. Start off by making sure there's plenty of Kellogg's pep in the house. Because that's the only way you can get these comic buttons. You can't buy them anywhere, and you don't send in any money, not even a box stop. They come only as exclusive prizes in packages of Kellogg's pep. Pep is in the exclusive class when it comes to good breakfast eating, too. It's called the Sunshine Cereal, loaded with catchy sunshine flavor that keeps your spoon digging in for more. Get a load of those super delicious whole wheat flakes tomorrow. For prize eating and exciting prizes, always get P-E-P, the Sunshine Cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. Holding Superman a prisoner by means of a jagged piece of kryptonite, a strange metallic substance which robs him of all his strength, Big George Latimer, a dishonest politician, called in Dr. Marsh, a former Nazi brain specialist. Marsh turned a small portion of the kryptonite into a liquid and said that the solution given to Superman for 24 hours would make him a mental and physical wreck. Following the first two doses, Superman lost his memory, not even knowing who he was. Meanwhile, Batman Robin and Private Detective Candy Myers picked up a clue to the farm where Superman was being held and drove to it in a violent thunderstorm. But before they arrived, something startling happened. We learn what it was now as we join Gus Latimer's henchman in the farmhouse with Dr. Marsh. Gus has just dashed in from the barn. He is drenched with rain and his eyes are wide with fear. For a moment, he stands panting, unable to speak. Listen. What are you doing here, Gus? The, the, the tree... Superman got loose. What? He got loose. He got his strength back. That, that is impossible. The piece of kryptonite is about two feet from him. He cannot move. Even lift a finger. That's what you think. The storm knocked the tree down onto the roof. Shook the whole barn. The kryptonite rolled across the haymow. Next thing I knew, Superman was standing up. He started to walk toward me. Boy, did I get out of there. Oh, you fool. Don't come. Why did you not pick up the kryptonite and bring it close to him again? I wasn't taking any chances. That guy is Superman. He does not know who he is. He remembers nothing. He might remember. We'd better get out of here. Ridiculous. Where is he now? I don't know. I left him in the barn. Creepers, if he follows me Gus, in here... take that lantern and come with me to the barn. Hurry! He ain't up here in the hayloft, Doc. Where can he be? I don't know. He wasn't on the ground floor, neither. He must have walked out of this barn into the rain. Must have tried Here. Here's the kryptonite. The lit box boy is over there by the wall. Get it, Gus. Quickly. Okay. Well, how are we going to find him? It's dark outside and rain is catching thoughts. It's only a few minutes since he left. He cannot be very far away. Uh, give me the lit box. Hey, you're dark. Now, come. Hurry. There's the ladder. Over here. Listen, Doc, how are we going to find him? That guy can fly, you know. He has forgotten. He can fly. Have I not told you he has forgotten everything, even who he is? Well, he has then... amnesia. But it is possible to recover from amnesia. Therefore, we must find him and bring him back here to continue my treatment for an additional 20 hours until the sinking portion of his brain will cease permanently to function. Uh, watch it. One more step. Yes. Ah. Ah. Come now, Gus. We must find him quickly. If we do not... I know. It'll mean our next. Hold it, Doc. Don't go out there. What, you brought the lantern? car just pulled up to the house. See it? car? Yeah. I see Get it. back in here. Yeah. What is it? it? It's Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin? Are you sure? Yeah, I can see their costumes. How'd they ever trace us here? No. Here, keep the kryptonite and hide somewhere until I can get rid of until them. Until you get rid of them. Listen, those two could lick their weight in wildcats. I have no intention of fighting with them. I am a man of brains. Do it, I say. Hide until I get rid of them. Then we must find Superman. As Dr. 
Marsh walks through the rain to meet Batman and Robin. Editor Perry White and Police Inspector Henderson have just arrived at Big George Latimer's palatial estate in Metropolis Heights. The butler ushers them into the library where the burly politician, smoking his inevitable cigar, greets them. Good evening, Mr. White. Inspector Henderson. What can I do for you? Well, you see, Mr. Latimer... with Clark Kent. I beg your pardon, Mr. White. I said, what have you done with Clark Kent? Clark Kent? Yes, my reporter. You were holding him in an old mail out near Remsen. But he's gone now. Now, you... now, wait, please, Mr. Wait White. Wait for what, Henderson? This man abducted Kent. He's holding a prisoner someplace, and he's going to tell me where... Oh, wait, wait. Calm him. down, Mr. Let White. Let go of my arm, Henderson. I said calm, calm down. down this please. You see, Mr. Latimer... Uh... I'm starting to see, Inspector. The other night you barged in here with Batman and Robin and accused me of doing something to Superman. To Superman, mind you. You insisted on searching my house. Well, And I... now you accuse me of abducting Clark Kent. Just what in thunder is going on around here? I'm not accusing you, Mr. Latterman. Well, I am. Batman said he saw you at the old mill and you had Kent with you. Batman said that? Yes. He said you grabbed Kent because he helped send you to jail last year and because he knew you had the kryptonite. He knew all about your plot against Superman. Bobby Cox, so... stop nonsense. Now you listen to me, Latterman. Now, just a minute, gentlemen. I won't listen to another word. Unless you're prepared to make a formal charge against me, Inspector Henderson. Are you? Why... Why, no. Then get out of my house, please, and take this madman with you. Madman? Now, you look here, Latimer. And get this, Inspector. I warned you the other night that if you bothered me again, I'd speak to the mayor and the commissioner. In case you've forgotten, I have some influence in this city. Look, I'm sorry, Mr. Latimer. Don't let it bluff you, Henderson. He knows where Kent is and probably where Superman is, too. Come along, Mr. White. No, 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 nothing doing. He's going to... I'm going to stay here until he tells me... Please, Mr. White. the Kent and let them... Let go of my arm, Anderson. Oh, come Let on, go, well, I said. Please, Mr. Take White. your hand off my arm. Right, Mr. I am Good night. Good night. Wait. Get the car out of the garage. I'm going back to the farm. Do you, do you think it's wise? I've got to. Things are getting too hot. I'm going back to the farm and see that Dr. Marsh rushes the job on Superman. Hurry and get the car, Blake. I'm leaving at once. <laughs> You say Superman got away, Marsh? And you haven't been able to find him? Yeah, Mr. Latimer. After Batman and Robin left, Gus and I, we looked everywhere. In the woods, in the fields, everywhere. You idiots. You blundering fools. It was enough for boys. Shut up, Gus. I'll attend to you later. Marsh. Yeah, Mr. Latimer. What are the chances of Superman recovering from his amnesia? No one can say. Time and care may restore his memory or a sudden shock might do it. On the other hand, he may never recover. Mm, if he ever recovers his memory, my name is Mud. Mine too. He's got to be found and brought back in. You've got to continue your treatments and... Until his mind and strength are gone forever. Of course, but how can we find him? No one who knows where he's gone. Yeah, the cops might find him before Winter or Batman and Robin. They'll be looking for Superman, not for a man in ragged overalls who's suffering from amnesia. In that way, we've got to jump on them, and we've got to make the most of it. I'll put some private detectives on the trail. Men I can trust. They'll find Superman. They've got to. Stepping to the telephone, Big George Latimer sets a relentless search underway for Superman. Where is the Man of Steel? Rain is still falling from leaden skies as a heavy truck rolls through the night on a glistening black highway. Beside the driver sits Superman, clad in ragged overalls. His forehead is furrowed in deep thought. He tries vainly to remember who he is and what has happened to him. Where are you going, bud? I don't... Why don't you call me? I didn't call you anything. I just said, where are you going, bud? You called me, bud. Somebody else back there on the road called me, bud, too. Maybe that's Maybe my... that's your what? Oh, nothing, nothing. But. But. Hey, you're a funny guy. Hiking along a country road at night and in a rain at that. You don't look like a tramp. You don't talk like one either. I don't? No. Say, uh, where are you headed for? 
I don't know. You don't know? Oh, you see, I... I look, uh, but... I'm taking a turn up ahead in the Central City. That's as far as I go. Oh. Now, unless you want to go to Central City, you'd better get off at the fork and hitch another ride. Central City. Don't recall ever hearing of it. Then I guess you don't want to go there. Well, here's where I turn. Turn? Oh, oh, yes. Get out here. Thanks for the ride. You're welcome. And take it easy, bud. Yes, I will. Thanks again. Sure am glad to be rid of him. That guy's off his trolley. Shaking his head sympathetically, the truck driver shifts gears and roars off into the night, leaving his strange passenger standing in the middle of the road, bareheaded in the rain, looking about him blankly. What will happen to the man of steel while he gropes vainly for his name and his past? Will Big George Latimer and his henchmen, who alone know how he is dressed and that he has lost his memory, find him and complete their fiendish work? Strange and amazing adventures are in store for Superman and for you, fellows and girls. So keep listening. Tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot, fun surprises, and delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Uh-huh. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman's friends and enemies are engaged in a desperate search for him, the man of steel quietly sits in jail, a victim of total amnesia. 
I bet almost every fellow or girl on your block is racing to get all 18 of those terrific new comic buttons in the new series Kellogg's Pep is putting out. Everybody wants to win out, and so most everybody already has a start on the collection. These new Pep comic buttons are real humdingers. Bright colored, clear, and sharp looking. They do a swell job of dressing up your jacket or your, or your cap or dress. But don't take my word for it. Get yourself a package of Kellogg's Pep and give a look-see. Get a load of Flat Top and Denny Dim with Tiny Tim, that rugged picture of Superman, and all the rest of the 18 new and different comic buttons. Then, get busy on your collection. It's easy to get these prizes. No trouble at all. You don't have to spend any of your allowance. Don't even send in a box stop. Fact is, you can't buy these pet comic buttons anywhere. They come only as prizes in packages of Kellogg's Pet. That's P-E-P, the sunshine cereal. Pep, the golden toasted whole wheat flakes with that catchy sunshine flavor. Kellogg's Pep, so good for you. Extra amounts of energy vitamin B1, plus good old sunshine vitamin D that helps build strong bones and teeth. Remember, for prize eating and exciting prizes, always get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, a dishonest politician named Big George Latimer and a former Nazi brain specialist named Dr. Marsh tried to cripple Superman's mind by feeding him liquid kryptonite, a strange green glowing metallic substance from the exploded planet on which Superman was born and which, in the atmosphere of Earth, robs him of all his great strength and power. After the first two treatments, Superman lost his memory but managed to escape during a violent thunderstorm. And when last seen, he was riding in a truck clad in ragged overalls, not knowing who he was or where he was going. Unaware that Superman and Clark Kent are one and the same person, our friends on the Daily Planet have been searching frantically for Kent. And as we continue now, Editor Perry White is speaking on the phone to Police Inspector Henderson as Lois Lane, girl reporter, enters his office. Listen. Now, look here, Henderson. You've got to arrest Latimer. What do you mean you can't arrest him? He knows where Kent is and... I say so, and that man says so. The trouble with you is you're afraid of Latimer. And Chief. Now, just a minute. You listen to me for a change. Henderson. 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 Oh, confound it. He's hung up. Well, no wonder the way you've talked to him. You shouldn't tell him that he's afraid of Latimer. Well, if he isn't, why doesn't he arrest him? Answer that. Because there's no real evidence that Latimer abducted Clark. Well, that man says he did. That man said he thinks so, and that isn't proof. Oh, no? Well, if Latimer wasn't holding Kent, and maybe Superman, too, in that old mill, why did he shoot down Batman's plane when he was flying over? Look, Chief, I'm not trying to say that Latimer didn't abduct Clark. Of course I'm just you are. I'm you... why Henderson can't arrest him. He hasn't got anything on him. Latimer is too clever. Now, now, don't you worry. We'll find Kent, or Batman and Robin will, or, or Candy Myers, or, or the police. I haven't been able to find him yet, and it's almost a week since... I know, I know, I know, but we'll find him, I tell you. Now, come on, Lois, fix your face and put your hat on. We're going out. Where? Well, first to see the mayor and then to the police commissioner. And then, if necessary, to see the governor. The governor? Latimer may be a big shot in state politics, but I've got some influence around him myself. I'll find Kent if it's the last thing I ever do. Come on. Determined to get action, Perry White starts for the mayor's office to set all possible machinery in motion in the search for the missing Clark Kent. Meanwhile, Big George Latimer is speeding his own machinery in the hunt for the man he knows only as Superman. In the locked library of his palatial estate in Metropolis Heights, the burly politician chews savagely on his cigar as he listens to the report of Al McGuire, head of the McGuire Confidential Detective Service. Now, here's the dope, Mr. Latimer. When this fellow left the farm, he, uh... Oh, by the way, you didn't tell me his name. I know I didn't, McGuire, and I don't intend to. I think you ought to. I don't think so. He doesn't know his name because he's lost his memory. You don't have to know it either. Well, that's the way it has to be. That's the way. You said you picked up his trail after he got away from the farm. That's right. He was walking along Highway 22 in the rain. 
when a truck driver picked him up and drove him to the fork outside of Central City and let him off. You're sure it was, uh, our man? Positive. The time checks, and the driver says this fellow was tall, well-built, wearing ragged overalls. Says he uh, spoke like an educated man, too. Only kind of crazy. He didn't know where he was going, and he kept asking the driver if he was sure he never saw him before. He's our man, all right. Go on, McGuire. Well, another truck, a milk truck, picked him up at the fork. The milk truck driver tells about the same story the other one did. Our man didn't know where he was going, where he came from, and he kept asking the driver if he'd ever seen him before. He was trying to find out who he was. Where did the truck take him? To Bensonville. A lawyer picked him up in his car there and drove him to Ferndale. Yes, then what? Well, we uh, had a hard time picking up his trail from there, but I got good detectives working for me, Mr. Latimer. I hire only the best. Yes, you know. I know you've got good men and that you can be depended on to keep your mouth shut. I wouldn't have given you this job. So stop patting yourself on the back and get on with your report. Okay, okay. And now, now, let's see. Your man hitched a ride on a truck doing long-distance hauls. A few miles out of Ferndale, that was. We checked all the trucks and cars that went through Ferndale last night and then contacted all the drivers. I had a man fly all the way to Wilk Falls and talk to the driver we wanted. You're getting paid for it. What did this fellow tell you? Well, he said he took our man as far as the state line, then he lost him. Lost him? You mean you haven't been able to pick up his trail again? No, sir. He just disappeared at the state line. That's impossible. You've got to find him. This means everything to me, McGuire. Well, we're doing all we can, You've but I... You've got to find him, I tell you. Put more men on the case. I don't care how much money it costs. Find that man and bring him to me. Yes, sir. I'm doing everything possible. You've but... got to find him quickly. Other people are looking for him. I can't take the chance of his falling into the hands of the police. If he's brought to Metropolis and identified, I'm sunk. Okay. Now, look, I got a little idea. It might work. It's going to cost some money, though. Maybe $5,000 will be okay. Of course. And I tell you, I don't care how much money it costs. Okay, I'll get right on it then. I'll contact all the local cops around where our man disappeared. The cops? Are you crazy, McGuire? I told you I don't want the cops to find him. No, but they might, whether you want them to or not. If they deliver him to us, that'll be okay. They won't. They'll contact all the missing persons bureaus. Not after they hear my story, they won't. Now, just leave this to me, Mr. Latimer. I know what I'm doing. I hope you do. I do. And I think this stunt will get our man. i got to work fast, though, so I'll be going. Report to you later, Mr. Latimer. As Big George Latimer's private detective prepares a trap which he believes will net the missing Superman, the Man of Steel stands on the quiet main street of a small village. Clad in the ragged overalls Latimer and Dr. Marsh put on him, he stares about him blankly, not knowing who he is or where he came from. Constable Toomey, elderly, wiry, coatless, the large star in his vest gleaming in the noonday sun, approaches him. Uh, howdy, mister. What? Oh, hello. Visiting friends in this village, maybe? Why, no, I, I don't think so. What you doing here, then? I, I don't know. You don't, huh? What's your name? My name? Yeah, your name. You got one, ain't you? Uh, you sure? I, I must have. Those men in, in the trucks, they, they they called me Bud. That's it, Bud. Bud what? Why, uh, uh... Got any means of occupation? Occupation? You mean that A I... job, got a job. Why, I don't know, Constable. I, I can't seem to remember. I, I thought not. You're a vagrant. I'm going to lock you up. Come oh, on. No, wait a minute. You can't arrest me. I didn't do it. That's just see? it. You're a vagrant. You going to come along peaceable like, or do I have to put the handcuffs on but you? But you can't arrest me, Constable. Please, I, I've got to find out who That'd I am. That'll be all out of you. Come along. But this isn't going to do a bit. Protesting vainly, Superman is led to the village jail by the constable. What will happen now? In his small police station, Constable Toomey is telling his deputy, Ed North, about the vagrant he has just locked in the station's single cell. What do you think about that fella I just locked up, Ed? He don't seem like no vagrant. He looks like one of those turnover hours. He said he didn't have a job, didn't he? Yeah. He talks like educated young fella. Claims he can't remember nothing. Where he comes from, why he was hitchhiking, nothing. It's so? Yeah. I've heard about cases like that. 
fellas losing their memories. Am, uh, uh, amnesia, I think they call it. Shit. Yeah. Tell you what, Ed, I'm going to call the county sheriff's office. Have a description of this fellow. Go to the missing persons bureaus all over the country. Wait till I see who this is. Village jail, Constable Toomey. Uh, this is Frank McGuire of the McGuire Confidential Detective Agency in Metropolis, Constable. A detective agency in Metropolis, you say? That's right. You may be able to help me, Constable, and at the same time make yourself $5,000. 5000 What are you talking about? Well, you see, I'm looking for a young man who disappeared from his home in Metropolis last night. He was suffering from amnesia. That means loss of memory. Oh, I know what that means. Tell me more about this fellow. What's he look like? He's tall, dark, well-built. Uh-huh. What is it, Constable? Oh, when he disappeared, he was wearing a suit of ragged overalls. Ragged overalls, eh? Yeah, they belong to his gardener. Uh-huh. You see, Constable, this young man belongs to a rich and very fine family. Uh-huh. They're anxious to keep this out of the papers. Oh, yeah, sure. They feel that the publicity might embarrass the young man when he recovers. You understand. Yeah, I... Well, that's why I've been authorized to offer $5,000 for his apprehension with the understanding that it will be given no publicity. Uh-huh. Now, he was last seen about 40 miles east of your town. Yeah. In case you happen to run across him, let me know, and you'll be $5,000 richer. Goodbye now. Uh, wait a minute, mister. I've got this fella. What? You've got him? Yeah, I've got him in my jail this minute. You see, I was... anybody else know you got him? No, 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 not yet. I was just going... Now, you wait right there, Constable. I'll be there in two hours with the young man's father and with $5,000 in cash for you, okay? Oh, boy, I'll say it's okay. Hurry right along, mister. That young fella will be right here waiting for you. Wow! $5,000, Ed. I'm rich! <laughs> Sparkling gleefully, Constable Toomey visualizes the $5,000 soon to be placed in his hands, unaware that the prisoner he has promised to deliver is Superman. Apparently, Private Detective McGuire's clever trick has worked, and Superman is about to be returned to Big George Latimer and the Nazi brain specialist, Dr. Marsh. What will happen? A great deal happens in tomorrow's thrilling and surprising episode, fellows and girls, so be sure to be with us. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman continues to evade his captors, as Clark Kent, he provokes a startling and sensational course of events. Who's in the know? Who's in the swim nowadays? Why, the fellow or girl who's got a good start on a collection of comic buttons. That new series Kellogg's Pep is putting out. This is something that nobody wants to miss. 18 new and different pictures of real funny paper characters. Done up in full color on eye-catching buttons that look terrific. Pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. 
Eighteen of them in all, including Wilmer and, and Tilda, B.O. Plenty, and Superman. Eighteen bright-colored, gleaming pet collie buttons to collect and swap duplicates with your friends. That's something to look forward to, getting a, a new comic button, I mean. You know, every time you open a, a new package of Kellogg's Pet. So get a good start on your collection of this brand-new series of pet comic buttons. First off, see to it that there's plenty of Kellogg's Pep around. That's the only way you can get these exciting prizes. You don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but in every package of Pep you open, there's your brand new comic button. And there's something else, too. A terrifically delicious dish for breakfast. Golden toasted whole wheat flakes, delicious enough for any morning appetite to latch onto. Remember, for prize eating and exciting prizes, get P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. In an attempt to damage Superman's brain and make him helpless, a dishonest politician named George Latimer and a former Nazi concentration camp doctor fed the man of steel liquid kryptonite, a strange element which has the power to rob him of all his strength. After two treatments, Superman lost his memory, but managed to escape from Latimer's hideout before the treatments could be continued. Wearing ragged overalls, not knowing who he was or where he was going, Superman wandered until he found himself in a small village, where he was arrested and locked up as a vagrant. Private detectives employed by Latimer located him there. And as we continue now, Al McGuire, head of the detective agency, and Big George Latimer have arrived at the little village police station and are talking with Constable Toomey. Latimer is posing as Superman's father. Listen. Please, Constable, where is my son? Well, I got him locked in a cell, Mr... Uh... Latham, George yeah. Latham. Will you take me to him, please? I'm terribly anxious to see him. Sure, I'll bet you are. Well, come this way, Mr. Latham. Thank you. Come along, McGuire. It's in the bag, Mr. Latimer. This fellow is... Oh, man. I'm sure he is. It's a good thing Mr. McGuire called when he did, Mr. Latham, because I was just going to phone the county sheriff and have your son's description wired to all the missing persons bureaus. That would have got it in all papers. Mr. McGuire says you uh, want to keep this quiet, like. Yes, I do, Constable. Yeah. You see, my son is very sensitive, and the publicity about his temporary loss of memory would embarrass him afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. Sure, I know, poor fellow. Well, here we are. I'll just open the cell door. Where is he? Why, he... Jerusalem, he ain't here. Okay, Constable, if you're trying to put something over oh, on no, me... Oh, no, I ain't helping me. I locked him in here myself. Ain't no way he could have got out. Holy mackerel, look at this. Now, uh, what? What is it, McGuire? These three end bars, look at them. Well, Suffering catfish. Why, they're twisted like pretzels. That's how he got out. He bent the bars and... Ain't no way, these bars are iron. They're at least three inches thick. Uh, ain't no living man could twist them bars that way. Listen, it was that fella Superman. Superman? Nonsense, this fellow... Uh, my son is very strong, exceedingly strong. You're not kidding, Mr. La- Mr. Latham. He must be the strongest man in the world. I can't believe it. Look at them bars. Why, I ain't seen nothing to beat this in all my born days. Never mind, Constable. We're wasting time. We've got to find my son, McGuire. Uh, just a minute. What's this? What? There's something written on the floor. Looks, looks like it was scrawled with a nail. Oh? Listen to this. Sorry I had to break out, but I didn't do anything wrong, and I... Have to find out who I am. A young fellow must have written that. Yes. Get busy and look for him, McGuire. He can't be far away. Right, I'm on my way. You too, Constable. I'll pay you $10,000 if you find him and bring him to me. $10,000? That's right. I'll get busy. I must find him. I must. As Big George Latimer urges on the hunt for Superman, a friendly motorist has driven the Man of Steel to the town of Gainesville, 50 miles north. Clad in his ragged overalls, a blank expression in his eyes, Superman wanders the streets, hoping someone will recognize him. 
Finally, as he saunters beside a high board fence, he sees a police officer approaching. Fearing he will be arrested again, he turns swiftly to the high fence, vaults over it, and finds himself at the edge of a baseball field on which some 20 men in uniform are practicing before a small, empty wooden grandstand. Two men, their backs turned to Superman, stand watching the practice. One, stocky, bow-legged, and gray-haired, wearing a uniform, is talking. Look at them guys. You think that was at a tea party? No wonder we can't win any ball games. Come on, you guys. Show some pepper out there. The Colts need more than pepper, Shorty. You fellas could use a good pitcher or two. You reporters know everything, don't you, Harris? Maybe you can tell me where to find a good pitcher. Wish I could, Shorty. I'm getting tired of beginning every story with the Colts lost again last night. Oh, rub it in, wise guy. Sorry, didn't mean to. This Bush League club is getting me down. Unless we start winning some ball games and get the fans coming to the park again. I'll be out on my ear. Hope not. Hey, look out, Shorty! Shouting a warning, the reporter ducks as the ball driven by a batter screams on the line straight at the unseen Shorty's head. Quick as a flash, Superman leaps forward and catches the ball in his bare hand, an inch in front of the startled little manager's face. Holy smokes! Thanks, partner. You saved me a busted nose. You sure did. And with some catch. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Well, I would. That ball was going a mile a minute. Hey, where'd you come from? Wish I knew where I came from. What'd you say? Uh, nothing. Hey, you! Give me the other off! Let's have the ball! Oh, God, excuse me. I've got the ball still. Here you are! Jeepers, shorty. Did you see that? Hey, snakes! Hey. I never saw a ball throwing so hot in my life. What are you trying to do? Kill me! Look, son. What'd you learn to throw a ball like that? I don't know. Did I do something wrong? Wrong? Are you kidding? I played a lot of ball in my day. I was even up in the big leagues for a spell. I saw all the stars. Ruth Johnson, imagine, all of them. But i never seen anybody throw a ball as hard as you do. Yeah, that goes for me, too. Really? Look, mister, do you ever play professional baseball? Who, me? Why, I don't know. You see... Oh, hold everything. I got a hunch. Come on with me, bud. Oh, wait. Uh, what's your name? Well, everyone seems to call me Bud. Okay. Come on, bud. Where to? Out of that pitching box. I'm going to let you throw a few of those fireballs to my players. If my hunch is right... No, I don't even dare think about it. Come on. Holy smokes. I tell you, that guy's got a cannon up his sleeve. I never saw a ball pitch that fast, Shorty. Why, you can't even see it travel. It's just a blur. Uh-huh. I can't believe my eyes. He's twice as fast as Bobby Fallon. He's got perfect control. Want me to pitch some more, Mr. Taylor? Uh, one more, Bob, just to make sure I'm not dreaming. Okay, I'm enjoying this. Here goes. Wow. Did you see Hapy swing at that? Before he was halfway around, the ball was in the catcher's mitt. Yeah. That enough, Mr. Taylor? I'll say it's enough. That's all the game tonight, boys. Look at your showers. Look, but, uh, put me out of my misery quick. How'd you like a job pitching for the Colts? Why, I don't know. I'll pay a hundred a week. And unless I'm crazy, I'll sell you to the big leagues before the season is over for a hundred grand. And I'll split the hundred grand with you. What do you say? That's a very fair offer, bud. Well, is it a deal? Yes, yes, it's a deal. Oh, boy, this is terrific. Just terrific. <laughs> Shaking the outstretched hand of the delighted Shorty Taylor, Superman, having no idea of his real name or his past, accepts a job as pitcher on the minor league Gainesville Colts. What will this lead to? Suffering from loss of memory, Superman accidentally became a pitcher for a small-town minor league baseball team. And a week later, in Metropolis, club reporter Jimmy Olsen rushes excitedly into the office of editor Perry White. Mr. White! Mr. White, it's him! What? Oh, it's you, Jim. What's the idea of rushing into my office like a wild man? It's him, I tell you. It's him, leaping lizard. Stop shouting. 
Who's who? This Bush League ball player. Ball player? Yeah, Bud Smith. The one who pitched three no-hit, no-run games last week and hit all of his home runs. Will you pull he, yourself together he, and make sense? Well, I, now look I, at you. So excited you can't talk. But listen, I'm ashamed I, of you, Jim. But Mr. Wh- Clark Kent missing for almost two weeks. We might never see him again. But look at And you go crazy about some Bush League ball player. But, but... It's Mr. Kent. Who's Mr. Kent? This this ball player, Bud Smith. He's Mr. Kent. Are you out of your mind? No, I... I no, no, wait, wait. Take it easy. Sit down. Bud Smith is Mr. Kent, I tell you. Here, see for yourself. Our local correspondent in Gainesville just sent in this picture. It's from the Gainesville Bugle. Look at it. What? Why, it does look like Kent. It is Mr. Kent. Jeepers, Mr. White. No, no, it can't be. Well, it is, I tell you. Well, he hasn't got his glasses on, but you can wait, see... Jim. Bud Smith, sensational new pitcher for the Colts, set a world's record last night when he hurled his third consecutive no-hit-no-run game. Beside this amazing feat, Smith hit three home runs and three times at bat. No, no, this is ridiculous, Jim. Kent's not a ball player. It's him, I tell you. I mean, he... Nonsense. I'll admit there's a startling resemblance between this fellow Bud Smith and Kent. He's Mr. Kent. I know he is. I can't understand it, but the fellow in that picture is Mr. Kent. I'm going right out to... Now, wait. No, you can stay here if you want, but I'm going out to... Now, wait, I said. I'm going with you. You are? Yes. It's ridiculous. It's impossible. The longer I look at this photograph... Jim, where till I get my hat? We're going to Gainesville and see this Bud Smith face-to-face at once. Grabbing his hat, Perry White leaves the Daily Planet with Jimmy Olsen en route to Gainesville to see the sensational baseball pitcher, Bud Smith. Will the sight of his closest friends restore Superman's memory? Apart from his loss of memory, there is one great difference between this Clark Kent and the one Perry White and Jimmy Olsen knew. Do you know what that difference is? And will it fool White and Jimmy... And what of Big George Latimer and his relentless detectives? Have they picked up the trail of the Man of Steel? Don't miss Monday's thrill-packed episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DZ comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, McGuire, the villainous George Latimer's private detective, is convinced he has identified Superman beyond question of doubt. On your mark, get set, go! Yes, on your mark for the slick comic buttons you can collect, a brand new series of 18, one button in each package of Kellogg's Pep. Get set to be champ over all the other collectors in your crowd. Remember, 18 of these comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your dresser cap mean that you've had a successful campaign. Are you ready? Then go. Go after characters that are making comic page history, all in bright color on sturdy white enamel buttons. Characters like B.O. Plenty, 
Flat Top, Denny Dimwood and the Winning Winkle Twins, and the one and only Superman, all big wigs of the comic strip world. And it's a load of fun, too, to swap duplicates with your friends. Helps you complete your collection. Now, you might think that these swell comic buttons would be hard to get or, or maybe expensive, but they don't cost you a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but you'll find your exclusive prize in every package of Kellogg's Pep. That's P-E-P, the cool and catchy-tasting whole wheat flakes, all crisp and fresh, all keen-tasting with cool milk. Good for you, too, with an extra amount of energy vitamin B1 to help you keep going through the day, and added sunshine vitamin D. Remember, for prize-eating and exciting prizes, get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, George Latimer, a crooked politician, enlisted the aid of a former German concentration camp doctor in an effort to destroy Superman by feeding him liquid kryptonite, a strange element from the exploded planet on which he was born, and which, in the atmosphere of Earth, robs him of all his strength and curious powers. Superman escaped before the treatments could be completed, but not before suffering a loss of memory. Dressed in ragged overalls, not knowing who he was or where he belonged, he wandered about until finally, in the little town of Gainesville, he found himself on a baseball field and under the name of Bud Smith, became the star pitcher for the local team. News of his sensational playing reached the Metropolis Daily Planet, where cub reporter Jimmy Olsen saw his photograph and insisted it was the missing Clark Kent, who, as we know, is really Superman. With their fingers crossed, Jimmy and editor Perry White caught the first plane to Gainesville. And as we join them now, they are sitting tensely in the small wooden grandstand, which is filled to capacity. It's almost game time, and the crowd is impatiently awaiting the appearance of the teams. Listen. Gosh, Mr. White, why don't the players come up? They'll be out in a minute, Jim. Relax. Relax? How can I relax? Oh, here they come. Hey, I don't see Mr. Kent. He's scheduled to pitch today. You mean that man, Bud Smith, the one who looks like Kent? This Bud Smith is Mr. Kent, I'm sure. Well, I'll admit it's a remarkable resemblance. Oh, wait, Jim. Here comes an announcement. Batteries for today's game. For Central City, Hanson and Barry. For Gainesville, Smith and Olenski. Oh, Smith and Look, Mr. White, there he is. Where? Walking out to the pitching box. See him? Oh, oh. oh yeah. Hey, he does look like Kent at that. It is Mr. Kent. Where are you going, Kent? I'm going down to the field. No, no, you're not. Now you sit down. You want to get thrown out of the park? But, but I... Sit down, I said. In the first place, that fellow couldn't be Kent because, well, Kent's a reporter, not a professional baseball player. I know, but just the same. Quiet. The umpire's dusting off the plate. They're going to start the game. Gosh, the way that pitcher moves, everything about him, he's just like Mr. Kent. Quiet. Great Caesar, what speed? I couldn't even see the ball. I never saw a ball travel so fast. Neither did I, Jim. Nobody can hit that speed. I can see a kind of blur that time, but that's all. It's incredible. Why, why the ball travels as if it were shot out of a howitzer. Here comes the next batter. Watch this. Well, did you see that, Jim? By the time the batter swung, the catcher was throwing the ball back to Smith. Yeah, he's sensational. Look at that. Absolutely amazing! Oh, like a rusty gate. Holy smokes! Can this be Mr. Kent? But Smith has struck 
about 20 men in a row, Jim. He strikes this one out. He did it, Jim. He did it. He sure did. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. What's this? Or do you still think that Bud Smith is Clark Kent? Yeah, I don't know, Mr. Wright. Maybe it is impossible, but I still say that man is Mr. Kent. But, but... Oh, no. How could you even think of Kent as the greatest pitcher in the world? He's no athlete. Why, the whole thing's ridiculous. But, come on, Jim. Where are you going? The game isn't over yet. It's almost over. I want to be down at the gate when the players leave the field. I want a close look at Bud Smith. But why? You just said he couldn't be, Mr. Kent. Never mind what I said. Are you coming along, Olsen? Yeah, just a minute. Just coming to bat. I want to see him hitting. Never mind that. Come on. Follow me to the dressing rooms. Players have to come through this door to go to the dressing room, Jim. You stand right here. Okay. Jeepers. Smith had 26 strikeouts. Yeah. And he would have had 27. Mm-hmm. All that's possible. The last guy hadn't dodged and popped the ball up by accident. Yes, I know. Seems crazy, but... Golly, Chief... Do you think this Bud Smith could be Mr. Kent? Well, frankly, Jim, I don't know what to think. Doesn't seem possible, and yet... Well, we'll know in a minute. Yeah. She was... Seems kind of like a dream. Boy, here come the players. Uh-huh. And there's Bud Smith. Chief. Chief, it is Mr. Kent. I'd swear it is. So help me. I think you're right, Jim. I know I am. I just know it. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. Look who's here. Their faces beaming, Jimmy Olsen and Perry White hurry forward to greet Clark Kent who, unknown to them, has lost his memory. Will Kent recognize White and Jimmy and so regain his memory? At the entrance to the Players' Clubhouse at the Gainesville Ballpark, Editor Perry White and Jimmy Olsen are hurrying forward to greet Clark Kent, who, under the name of Bud Smith, has just pitched a sensational shutout game. Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent, look who's here! Kent! It is you, Kent! By George, it is you! For a brief moment as he sees the beaming faces of his two close friends, a clouded dazed look in Superman's eyes begins to clear away. He starts to smile, almost to remember. And then, the cloud closes down on his mind again. He looks at White and Jimmy as if they are total strangers. Uh, hello. Oh, what's the matter, Kent? Don't you know us? Why, no, I, I don't think... It's I... me, Mr. Kent. Me, Jim Olson, and Mr. White. Wait. Why did you call me? Well, Mr. Kent... You mean you aren't? No, look here, Kent. Afraid you made a mistake. My name isn't Kent. It's Bud Smith. I think. You think? You must be, Mr. Kent. I know you are. Jimmy. Gosh, look at me, Mr. Kent. You must know me. Sorry, son. You made a mistake. No, I haven't. I'm sure. Listen. No, it's no use, Jim. I'm afraid this is a case of mistaken identity. But, but I'm sure. Can't you tell by his voice? That isn't Kent's voice. Oh. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Guess you're right, Chief. Sorry, son. Gotta run along now. So long. So long. Uh, goodbye, Smith. Wonderful game you pitched today. Thanks. See you again sometime. Well, that's that, Jim. Just an amazing resemblance, that's all. Yeah. And I thought he... Gosh, now what are we going to do, Mr. White? I was sure we'd found Mr. Kent at last. Yeah, so was I until I heard his voice. But, well, there was something familiar about his voice. Did you notice it, Jim? I don't know, and I don't care. All I want to do is find Mr. Kent, but... Now I... 
I don't think we're ever going to. Well, we won't find him around here, that's certain. Oh, come on, son. Let's go back to Metropolis. This trip's turned out to be a wild goose chase. Turning for one more look after the tall, broad-shouldered Bud Smith, Jimmy Olsen tears in his eyes, shakes his head, and follows Perry White toward the airport. But although White and Jimmy think their trip was a wild goose chase, another man who witnessed the game does not feel his time was wasted. This man, tall, thin, unobtrusive-looking, hurries from the ballpark to the telegraph office. And a few moments later, as White and Jimmy are disconsolately boarding their plane for the return trip to Metropolis, an urgent telegram is speeding over the eastbound wires. To George Latimer, Poplar Road, Metropolis Heights. Believe I have located our man. Come to Gainesville at once and identify him. Signed, McGuire. McGuire, Big George Latimer's detective, believes he has found Superman in Gainesville. And in a very short time, Latimer, the one man who has the means and the desire to cripple Superman's mind and body forever, will be flying to Gainesville. What will happen now as Perry White and Jimmy Olsen return to Metropolis, fooled by Superman's voice, which is different from the voice he uses as Clark Kent? Don't miss tomorrow's excitement-packed episode, fellows and girls. Tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!